0: this may be one of the single most important television programs that you've seen in the last year regarding anything you watch and you tell me if i'm overstating it i'm randall terry this is voice of resistance welcome to the program friend i'm randall terry appreciate you watching grab a pen and paper okay or at least hit the record button on your DVR if you've got one, or if you're watching online, get ready. CBS recently did a poll, and the poll was in large part about President Trump's travel ban for the Seven Nations. And so they wandered, CBS wandered off into the weeds, for them intellectually, and here's one of the questions that they asked. Put it up on the screen if you would. Generally speaking, Do you think the Islamic religion encourages violence more than other religions around the world, less than other religions around the world, or about the same as other religions around the world? All right, so now look at the polling data, 33% said more. That's of all respondents, but the first column is Republicans, 63%, Democrats. Only 14% of Democrats said it's more, and 28% of the independents said more. But look down on the third line, the same amount, okay? 66%, that third column, 66% of Democrats, registered Democrats, believe that Islam encourages violence about the same as any other religion. Now we're going to look at this in depth. Then I'm, those of you who are regular watchers and listeners to this program, you know that I try very hard to not be partisan, okay? I loathe the Republican leadership that has been a blight on our Republic as much as I loathe the Democrat leadership. So this, the problem with this poll is that it is partisan. of Democrats believe that all religions, Christianity and Islam, they promote the same amount of violence. Only 25% of Republicans, that still means one in four Republicans, believe that Christianity espouses as much violence, causes as much violence as Islam. (laughs) Now, I have to tell you my credentials. I graduated from a Bible college with academic honors. I have a bachelor's degree in Christian studies, theology. I have a master's degree in diplomacy and with a concentration in international terrorism. And the bulk of my studies in international terrorism, the bulk of my studies were on Islamic terrorism. I've been a student of Islam for a solid 10 years plus and have spent thousands of hours researching Christianity and Islam. I know a little bit about what I'm talking about, more than probably anybody that you've seen on television in the last three days while we've talked about this nonsense. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the look at Christianity and Islam, starting with the founders of the two religions. Jesus Christ died. Muhammad killed. Let's just start with that. Did you know that Muhammad killed with his own hand. Did you know that? Islamic literature embraces it. Sharia law says about the time that Muhammad killed quote, with his own blessed hand, close quote. In one of the battles, I believe it was the battle of Uhud, Muhammad had offered his sword to one of his men. And when Muhammad and his son-in-law Ali came back, Muhammad said to his daughter Fatima, wash my sword. It was covered with blood, human blood. And he said to his daughter-in-law, wash my sword for it has served me well this day. That's Muhammad, the founder of Islam. Jesus, he never raised a finger against anybody. In fact, let me read to you from 1 Peter chapter 2. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Now. I'm going I'm to go a little bit long on this segment because I want to finish this thought and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll continue on. But I want you to compare what this says about Christ, all right? When he was reviled, he did not revile in return and he did not threaten, okay? So Jesus was brutally beaten. Jesus was commanded to carry his cross. Jesus was crucified. And throughout his earthly ministry, when the... Sadducees and the Pharisees were, and the Herodians were giving him fits, he never threatened to kill them. Okay? He did threaten people with the ultimate punishment of hell, but that's not what this text is talking about. Now let's compare this to Muhammad. Quote, the Prophet and his companions used to forgive the pagans and the people of Scripture as Allah had ordered them, and they used to put up with their mischief with patience so the Prophet used to stick to the principle of forgiveness for them as long as Allah ordered him to do so till Allah permitted fighting them. And then that, the text goes on to say at the Battle of Badr, Allah killed the pagans through Muhammad. That he killed the pagans through Muhammad. So here you've got Jesus. Never lifts a finger to hurt anyone. And then you've got Muhammad who would stick with the principle of forgiveness and overcome their, you know, forgive their mischief mischief until the Battle of Badr, when Allah permitted fighting them and Allah killed the pagans of Mecca and the Quraysh through Muhammad. One of the greatest joys and passions that I have had for almost my entire life is music. And one of the best times that I had was putting together some albums in Nashville of songs that I wrote. One of the albums is called Dark Sunglasses Day. This is a country album, a lot of love songs and patriotic music. We've made it available to you online and I hope that you'll go take a listen. You might be presently surprised. You might even find yourself singing along. It took me 14 years to write it, four rewrites, countless edits. I poured my heart and soul into Dragon Slayers. It points a very inspiring and painful book to write. I encourage you to go to our website and look at the reviews that we have gotten from readers of this book and then avail yourself. It's an allegory and I, I promise you, you'll be inspired. Welcome back to the program, friend. I'm Randall Terry, this is Voice of Resistance. Do you remember in the Gospels, the two brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee? Jesus gave them a nickname, Boenerges, the sons of thunder. They came to the Lord, and if my memory is correct, after they went to Samaria and preached and the people of Samaria wouldn't listen, they came to the Lord and said, Do you want us to call down fire from heaven as Elisha the prophet did? Because they wouldn't receive the word. And Jesus said, You don't know what spirit you are of. He rebuked them. He said, The Son of Man did not come to destroy life. He came to save life. Jesus said to them on another occasion, they said, Can we sit on your right hand and on your left? And Jesus said, can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? They said, yes, and he said, well, you're going to, but no, I can't give you that, it's not mine to give. You're gonna drink the cup of suffering. All but all, 12 of the apostles, Judas hung himself, John the beloved was boiled in oil, but survived. John was the only one who stood by Christ at Calvary, Calvary and, and stood with the Virgin Mary while Jesus was being crucified. All the other apostles drank the cup. They were martyred. And Jesus told them, you're going to be martyred. There will come a time when people who kill you, Jesus said, think they're doing God a favor. So here's the founder of Christianity dying on a cross, which he ultimately did. Before his death, he told his apostles, you're going to die as well. You're going to be persecuted. Now let's compare Muhammad. At the Battle of Badr, Muhammad said, By God in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, no man will be slain this day, fighting against them with steadfast courage, advancing, not retreating, but God will cause him to enter paradise. Here is where Muhammad began his promise to jihadists that if they died fighting the enemy and facing the enemy to try and establish Islam, they would go to paradise. Direct connection between trying to kill the enemy, dying in battle, and then going to paradise. Listen to this one. Truly the martyr is given by Allah Almighty six things. And by the way, the context of the martyr here, you can read for yourself, is not somebody who's professing that Muhammad is the messenger of God and then is killed, but someone who goes to fight Christians and Jews and pagans and is killed in battle, okay? In fact, I'll read it to you, there's two passages together so you understand the context. Allah has undertaken to look after the affairs of one who goes out to fight in his way, okay? This is the jihadist. I'm a Muslim, I'm gonna go fight in jihad. I go out to fight for Allah in his way. This is what Muhammad said, here's the promise. He will either admit him to paradise or bring him back to his home from where he set out with a reward or his share of booty. If a person gets wounded in the way of Allah, he will come on the day of judgment with his wound in the same condition as it was when it first was inflicted, its color being the color of blood, but its smell will be the smell of musk. All right, This is Muhammad promising his soldiers that if they died in battle, his jihadists, his apostles, if you will, his sent ones, God forgive me for calling them apostles, his disciples, that if they set out in jihad and then they live, they're going to come home with booty, including sex slaves, money, the the belongings of the people they defeated. Or if he gets killed, he's going to appear before God. His wounds are going to start to bleed, but then the blood is going to smell like musk. Why would you need an aphrodisiac in heaven? I'm fixing to tell you when I come back from this break. I'm inviting you to not only watch this program, but invite your friends to do it. This show airs on over 130 television stations around the country, 8 p.m. Eastern, and again, 1 a.m. Eastern, all times local. But you might have a friend in another city who can't get it on their television set. They can watch it live on their computer if they want. They can stream it from their computer right onto their television set, as so many do today. That's why Hulu and Netflix and other companies have gotten so big. People are actually using their computer to watch television on their TV set or on their desktop or their laptop. So there's no cost and you can invite your friends to watch this program live at 8 p.m. Eastern or 1 a.m. Eastern on their computer Monday through Friday. And oh, by the way, you can take advantage at our website of gazillions of tools to make you a better Christian. Welcome back. If you just joined us, I'm Randall Terry, and we will soon be broadcasting live online on a YouTube channel every day. For those of you who are watching my uh, television at night and you wanna actually see the filming in real time and call or text messages or be on the air, we're gonna make it available for you. All right, now, Why would would it inspire Muhammad's slaughtering jihadists to think that their blood was going to turn into an aphrodisiac once they get to heaven? Here's what Muhammad said. By the way, we're comparing, in case you just join me, we're comparing Christianity with Islam. We're starting with the founders and what promises they made to their followers. Jesus promised his men, promised them, the world has hated me. It's going to hate you also. But just remember, they hated me first. Jesus told his apostles, I send you out like sheep among wolves. That's what he said. He said, he told them repeatedly, pick up your cross, be prepared to die. Mohammed said, go kill them. And if you die, here's what you're going to get. Musk is gonna be yours in heaven. Why? Yeah, you guessed it. It's for those 72 virgins. This is Muhammad's words. Truly the martyr is given by Allah Almighty six things. One, forgiveness of sins from the first drop of his blood to be shed. Two, protection from the torment of the grave. Three, safety from the greatest fear, the day of judgment. Four, Receiving the crown of veneration, a single sapphire of which is worth more than the whole world and its contents. Five, marriage to 72 of the wide-eyed virgins. There's where the musk comes in. Six, intercession on behalf of 70 of his relatives. Let's read one more quote from Muhammad to his generals. Muhammad told his generals, fight in the name of Allah and in the way of Allah, all right? This is Muhammad dispatching people to kill, all right? You Democrats who heard this poll and you answered, are you that stupid? Do you not know where to find this material? Do you know what these things are behind me? Do you know what they are? There, let me just show you, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show them. Billy Bob, I'm sorry I'm leaving this camera, I'm, I'm so upset. This is called a book. I know you've probably never seen one because it's not on your stupid video game and it's not on your YouTube channel. This is called a book. And this book is called Sahih al-Bukhari. That means true Bukhari. This is the words and deeds of Muhammad. There's another setback here, Sahih Muslim. The words and deeds of Muhammad where you can read what Muhammad said. And I'm gonna read to you what he said and it's recorded in Sahih Muslim or Sahih Bukhari. Listen to me, this is the words of Muhammad. Fight in the name of Allah and in the way of Allah. Fight those who disbelieve in Allah. Make a holy war. When you meet your enemies, invite them to three courses of action. Invite them to accept Islam. Ooh, there's evangelism. Look, I'm inviting them to accept Islam with words. If they respond to you, accept it from them and desist from fighting them. If they refuse to accept Islam, demand from them the non-Muslim tax. If they agree to pay, accept it from them and hold off your hands. If they refuse to pay the tax, seek Allah's help and fight them. This is the founder of Islam with data that's secretly hidden away in books. Where Muhammad is saying, "Kill people." He's telling his generals, "We're going to make converts, guys. Here's how this works: Go and invite them to accept Islam. We've got an army. You want to accept Islam? Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Conversion. Oh, great. They won't accept Islam if they're a Christian or a Jew. They pay the tax, protection money. They don't get to be in the army. They don't get to have weapons. They're second-class citizens. They walk on the other side of the street. They can't allow church bells to be rung. They can have no crucifix displayed publicly. Those are the rules Muhammad laid down when they pay the protection tax, like Christians in Egypt. He said, three, if they won't accept Islam and they won't pay the tax, fight them and kill them. That's Muhammad's words, people. That's Islam. And so for those people, those idiots at CBS, actually, maybe they were smart. Maybe they've done us a favor to show how, how ignorant, how, unwell, how unread, how foolish, how duped people are. How could two-thirds of Democrats, most of whom are Christians, how could they even remotely think that Christianity and Islam were the same or about the same in promotion of violence? It's it's demonic that that level of deception is satanic. It's crazy. It shows that they're, they're a total prey to be completely deceived and led astray by Muslim propagandists and anti-Christian bigots. I gotta go. I'll be right back. Don't go away. I got more. Oh, I got more. As a Christian leader and as a public speaker, I've had the privilege of speaking in some of the largest events in America, some of the biggest pulpits in America. I've spoken at the late Jerry Falwell's Thomas Road Baptist Church, and I've spoken inside of the Vatican. I also would be honored to come and to speak in your community. If you have an event where you need a public speaker, And you want to talk about pro-life, you want to talk about marriage, you want to talk about political activism, you want to talk about the threat of Islam. There's many issues that I'm fairly well read on and can speak to your group. If you need a speaker for a fundraising event, I've done many of them and helped people raise hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years. So I'm available to you. If you'd like to talk to me about coming into your community to speak at your event, contact us at the web address or the phone number that you see on the screen. In social revolution, peaceful social revolution, there are rules. And those rules have been established by social revolutions of the past. And the Christian community in America has failed to obey a lot of those rules. And that's why we keep losing. I put together the Next, a 14-part television series on the history and the theology of social revolution. I encourage you to watch it. It will make you a force for righteousness for social revolution. I have been a leader in the pro-life movement for 30 years. And sadly, we have not prevailed in our goal to make it a criminal act to kill an unborn baby. There's reasons why we have failed. I wrote this book, a humble plea to Catholic bishops, to evangelical clergy and to lay people explaining where we went wrong and what we have to do to prevail. We've made this available as a PDF online for free. I encourage you to go and download your own copy. Welcome back I'm Randall Terry. Oh but the Old Testament is full of commands to violence. Alright first of all we're talking about the New Testament and Christianity. Second of all God's commands To wipe out the seven Canaanite nations were a judgment. Read the texts. It's because they had committed human sacrifice, unthinkable, unspeakable sexual degradation. And God said, the ground is crying out, judgment, the land is going to vomit out these nations. And God said to the Jews, go and bring my judgment upon them. That's what he commanded Moses and the armies of Israel that ultimately fought under Joshua. Okay. So it's not the same as Christianity and and Islam. Don't let them confuse the facts. We're talking about what did Jesus say? What did Jesus do? What did Muhammad say? What did Muhammad do? And then look at their disciples. As I said, all the apostles were killed. If you look at all of Muhammad's companions, the apostles were killed. Muhammad's companions killed. They slaughtered people. They went within 100 years of Muhammad's death They had destroyed the Persian Empire, killed hundreds of thousands of Persians. They had swept through North Africa. They conquered the Iberian Peninsula, Spain, modern-day Spain, and for hundreds of years they occupied it. There was one little area where they would require a hundred virgins, 120 virgins every year to be given as tax, and they would take those virgins, and you can guess what they did with them. That's Islam. Okay. Go to our website. Get the series, What Would Muhammad Do? If you don't get this series, friends, go to the website, What Would Muhammad Do? I'm sorry, Voice of Resistance. Go to Voice of Resistance and watch the first episode, What Would Muhammad Do? Islamic Terrorism Explained. And then order the entire series. You want to understand Islam? Get this series. You'll learn more than anything you've ever read or anything you've ever watched. I'll see you tomorrow. It took me 14 years to write it, four rewrites, countless edits. I poured my heart and soul into Dragon Slayers. It points a very inspiring and painful book to write. I encourage you to go to our website and look at the reviews that we have gotten from readers of this book, and then avail yourself. It's an allegory, and I, I promise you, you'll be inspired. If you enjoy gospel music, Christian music, music that has prayers that you can sing along with, pray along with, I want to encourage you to go ahead and get a copy of my music CD, I Believe in You. I wrote all the songs, I sing the songs, and had the joy of putting the album together with some of the best musicians in the world. And I've had a good number of people over the years tell me that it's their favorite Christian album. I encourage you, get a copy, sing along, you'll be blessed.